jazz is really a first love for me in New York. And the language is definitely inside whatever I do as a composer and performer. And especially as an improviser, it's it's there. It's such a deep language. So I keep that, I like to keep that close. To describe the percussionist and composer Susie Ibarra, I have to rely on a favorite phrase of Duke Ellington's, beyond category. A 2010 TED Fellow, Ibarra expresses her musical vision in a multitude of bands and projects that spill over from performance into cultural activism and humanitarian work. I'm David Gorin, and this is Jazz Stories from Jazz at Lincoln Center. I spoke with Ibarra and her husband and collaborator Roberto Rodriguez about their documentary film in progress, Song of the Bird King, which explores the lives and culture of the endangered indigenous tribes of the Philippines. They also work together as the duo Electric Kulintang, exploring and transforming traditional Filipino gong music. A few years back, I kept mentioning to Susie, you are just completely gung-ho on going back to the Philippines. And it's in your music, it's in your vocabulary, in your jazz vocabulary. She goes, really? I never thought about it. I said, (laughs) well, the way you express yourself on the drums, I may not be able to pinpoint it, but it's an affinity that you have that it must connect to your roots from childhood or something. And uh, she goes, okay, okay. So I was like, all right. So we left it there. But then I saw her interest in the Balikbayan, what they call going back home. And uh, and and somehow um, it's it was through music that really you know, sort of catapult her to do that. And I'm like, okay, here we go. We're going to be trekking in the jungles of the Philippines now. And we're going to have our nine-month-old baby. And here we go. And it was just amazing. And, and that's sort of, it was something that I was aware of it even before she was. How really, what, what was it I used to tell you? I used to say, wow, you're really longing for this going back, even though you were born here. And you really have this responsibility that you feel you got to go back and connect. Song of the Bird King was conceived by the two of us, Electric Kulintang. When we started, uh, I brought Roberto back home to the Philippines. It was 2004, 2005. And we started field recording with some of the families of some of my master teachers in Kulintang and also visiting a few other traditional artists. And it was such a big artistic homecoming for us. And Roberto was definitely blown away by the culture. He said, this is like Cuba and Brazil, except the indigenous culture is even more. It's uh, still been preserved in the archipelago. I mean, in a way... It's very regional in the Philippines, but because it's regional and because it is an archipelago, somehow it has preserved it, whereas in a lot of countries that hasn't happened. And aside from field recording, we thought, well, we really would like to document this and we'd love to do this also in film. 
both audio and visual. And also, the indigenous artists who became our friends, they also asked us for our help. And I think that was something about the two of us being contemporary artists and stepping into traditional culture and walking in as contemporary artists and walking out feeling like, yes, I, I really do want to do humanitarian work and um, work that helps not just archiving and helping them, but also helping them to have a more sustainable livelihood because a lot of them, well, they live in poverty. They're, many of them are second-class citizens and as we've spoken a lot in, in our project, only 4% of the Earth's population left is indigenous about about that. And so it's also about helping them to have that kind of sustainability and not just working lowland labor jobs to be treated you know, as great artists that they are. Even in the small process that we've had with some of the tribes, we've been working with the seven, and just to see how they have, what would you say, transformed in the process, knowing how much they are respected and how grateful people from different parts really feel it's important, their work, just to see how they transform in the process is, is really pretty cool. You've sort of reflected the value of their work back to them in a, in a way? Well, you know, a lot of what happens everywhere in, in all countries, people who live around them, they don't respect it. So even if I'm Balik Baya and I'm returning Filipino, I'm a Filipino-American. So I'm still coming with an outsider's perspective. And Roberto's also international, being Cuban-American. And so like Filipinos in the Philippines, they may not really understand what the politics, the social politics are, and how the indigenous are feeling about it. Because it's very complex and it's so ingrained. It's been a really interesting journey that we're walking, you know, as artists, but then coming into also uh, humanitarian and documentarian work. The process, it was to bring them out of their element into a studio and give them that platform to show their goods, to show how beautiful is what they do. And they've never done that in the past. So we've taken that in consideration to um, you know, uh, the opposite, which is going to them recording them and then that's it now here was sort of look we're going to take you into the studio where it's um, we're going to fly you there take it to the studio record you like we record like where the Beatles Eric Clapton and everybody else and, and, and Miles and you name it have been in and uh, I I'm hopeful we're hopeful that this shows the communities all over the world wow this is also as good as that. Her name is Miling Mangwan, and she's an epic singer. So they sing epic stories from their culture. We also came through and found ourselves in this place where how close indigenous culture and indigenous ecology and indigenous environment is connected. Mm -hmm. And so this is definitely a story that's integrated 
for this particular story, it was uh, the Bird King, which is the national Philippine eagle, which is near extinct. Roberto really was struck by that. And we began talking about it and how yeah. in this story we, we wanted to connect it and how it was this global story of yeah. indigenous yeah. cultures, well, indigenous species, and yeah. their ancestral domains being not theirs anymore, land rights, water rights. It's all connected. So it was, well, it was a heavy I mean, thing to walk into. <laughs> well, yeah, it's basically uh, we don't want to see these things go away. You know, we have the issues here. We never want jazz to go away. Yes. You know, it's all the, the language, the vocabulary, the, the art form. You know, we have our struggle here to preserve and to care about something that's so beautiful and we, were, we grew up with. So there are struggles here and there and that we, we want to be connected to all of it and try to make a little difference if possible. I formed Electric Kulintang, I guess in 2002, but I've been playing Kulintang music since 1988. You know, traditional, and also I've had other composers, jazz composers, write for the tunings of my Kulintang. Like Dave Douglas wrote two pieces, which I played my Kulintang in. And then I also had um, written pieces that I, I explored it in, and it's something that I had this idea to do, electroacoustic. Roberto does electronics, and I'm also, I play acoustic and electric Kulintang, eight road gongs, Saturnai, which is also eight road xylophone, a kayo is a wooden one, and then we switch off on, on drum set. And like jazz, it is these oral traditions that we're moving in and out of, and it's very interesting also melodically phrasings, I feel. I understand Philippine Kulintang, melodic phrasing, how it moves linear, very similar to how perhaps bebop might move in jazz, a certain linear movement. It sticks, the notes stick together and there's a lot of a lot of similarities when you cross these oral traditions. Electric Cool and Tang, Susie Ibarra and Roberto Rodriguez. Check out songofthebirdking.com for more information about their artistic and humanitarian work. Jazz Stories is produced at Murray Street Productions by myself, David Gorin, and Alexa Lim. Click to jalc.org slash jazzcast for more podcasts and streaming audio from Jazz at Lincoln Center. Thanks for listening. <laughs>